When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Brand new edition of the Winning Plays Podcast this year. The Boston Celtics have advanced to the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, the only team in the NBA to sweep their first round series. And there perhaps should be no man taking a, be- a bigger <laughs> victory lap right now than the one and only Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston, who... I don't think anyone locally was picking against the Celtics in this series. True. Naturally, there was a lot of people picking against the Celtics. I think there was more ESPN picks for the Nets than the Celtics, which was wild to me. Wild. Which shows me just how many people watch the Celtics over the last three months and the Nets on top of it. But Chris Forsberg from the jump was like, listen, Celtics in five, like maybe like these Nets are not good. Even with your guy, Rob Williams, down and out stuck to your guns and lo and behold you were wrong you 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 gave the next yeah, extra game too many too many too many uh uh you know it's funny because uh i'm not the kind of I, I say wild things but i don't normally put predictions like that at least that bold try to be nuanced and well if you know Kyrie got it going but at no point did i feel like this was going to be a close series and I'll, maybe i save for the final minute of game one when i'm th- sitting there going oh boy I might have uh, I might have uh, made the wrong prediction here, um, but you could tell once the Celtics took that game, even when they were down seventeen in Game Two, my buddy came over and was was like, "What do you think happens here in the second half?" I'm like, "They should be thanking their stars. They're they're only within ten. I mean, they're down ten because it felt like they were going to come back. Like, I, I you know, I just feel like the Celtics were the better team decidedly in this series, and they proved it over the course of four games. Now I know we'll sit here and say, "Oh, it's the the fourth biggest uh, fourth least spread between a, a sweep opponent and uh, they all were crunch time games. But to me, that's just another thing in Boston's favor. I didn't think the Celtics could win crunch time games coming <laughs> into this. And here they are, they won four of them. So uh, a lot of reason to be excited if you're a Celtic fan, because um, even though I thought they were going to win that series, the way they did it uh, is still impressive. Yeah. Just the, all the boxes they checked. It's like from game one to game four from, Obviously, the last minute of game one to the bigger comeback in game two to kind of the wire-to-wire situation in game three. And then Monday night, oh, yeah, let's just throw in the, the Tatum fouled out rink on the last three minutes. Let's see if you guys can do this <laughs> without the guy who's been going supernova in this series. And, uh, yeah, check. Every, every single thing. I, I mean, four unique ways that they had to win. Um, like you said, the last two games, I think, were both wire-to-wire wins, right? But they, they had a stiff arm about... 50 nets charges in there and they hadn't been good at that this year where it felt like the wheels were coming off and they couldn't quite quite catch themselves i think back to you just use the demarcation point january 6 against the new york knicks and they cough up that 20 point lead and it feels like you know the season is just over 18 and 21 11th place in the eastern conference i mean the 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 three-month stretch has been remarkable but the way they're playing now and the resiliency that they've had I shout out. I'll, I'll say the, the the person that really needs a bow, and I wish I could remember who the author was, 
Whoever wrote that story for the ringer and said that crunch time in the regular season is not indicative of what happens in the postseason. Yeah. I kind of scoffed at it. I was like, eh, yeah. I don't know. You are what you are. There's no correlation. The Celtics have somehow figured out how to be good in crunch time. And wow. Like that's, that's, that's what blows me away because uh, I, I thought when, when things got tight, they would be uh, not as crisp as we've seen. And in every step of this, of this four game sweep, uh, they found a way to be great. I mean, like a plus 50 net rating in those minutes and outscored the Nets by 15 anytime it got within five points in the final five. So uh, shout out Celtics, Ime Adoka. Uh, I don't know what when it happened. You weren't winning games like that against Dallas and Miami late in the season. And yet uh, when it mattered most, you did. How much do you it's it's really tough to factor in the Brooklyn like into the crunch time situation like their defense. You can't, you have to give a lot of credit to the Celtics for what they did. It's the playoffs type situations, no matter what. But then you're like, okay, what, what does this look like against like an NBA defense? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like, Fair. and that, so that, that is like the only, but that's not really a, a knock. That's just like, we'll find out. Like the Celtics, again, should deserve all the praise. And it's like, I still think the Nets are a good team, like, and, and should have probably, would have certainly taken a couple games from other contenders in the East in the first round um, that weren't the juggernauts that the Celtics are, but it is just fair to wonder just like with the personnel and everything they had going on there, like what, like how is this inflating the Celtics a little bit or, or, or were they just this good? It, it, it is, it is a great question. Um, I still think when you have to get past two guys that have won championships and who have thrived in those moments in the past, um, even if it does feel a little bit ancient and I do feel like sometimes Kyrie lives off one shot in 2017, um, it's still something. And Hey, if it's nothing more than exercising those, you know, like Kyrie came into the garden and did the whole sage thing. This feels like from the big picture, this is the Celtic saging everything. Mm. And, you know, like sort of getting, getting rid of those, those vibes and just moving past him. Uh, and and for Tatum to take down Durant the way he did it is huge. I just think there's a different level of confidence for this Celtics team now going into this Milwaukee series. And yeah, we're getting presumptuous there, but um, no, we're not. No, I know, I know. But <laughs> it don't Alex Caruso could really you know change the series. So, uh, but I, I wonder uh, if it had played out any differently if the Celtics had been in the Bulls and then. You know, now they're going up against Milwaukee. Do they have the same swagger? Do they have the same confidence? I think having won this way against this opponent does matter in the grand scheme of of looking ahead now. And while before I was probably leaning towards the Bucs in terms of just being the better team, I'm I'm not as confident. Part of that is the Middleton injury, but um, yeah. So so just just shout out to the Celtics because um, they took on that challenge, and now they're sort of reaping the benefits from it. Yeah, there's there's no question the the wave of like positivity you're getting like there, there's, you wouldn't see the excitement on the bench in game four mm. after a sweep of the bulls. Like that, that's a team that had been falling apart for months and, you know, they showed a little bit of a fight in Milwaukee earlier this season, but you know, they've shown their true colors in the last couple of games here. Um, and yeah, like with, with the Kyrie factor with, you know, like the Durant um, with the, just the, 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 just the proven veterans on that team that just don't have much left, but still are like names still the names that those yeah. guys respect um, that, that, and then on top of it, it's like, yeah, we did this. We took the challenge and now we have home court. We have that like to, to, 
you know, hang our hats on as opposed to, you know, f- going to the, going for the three and then being like, Oh, like that was dumb. Like, why did we do that? Now we, we're kind of hamstring ourselves for this next series. What what was your favorite thing from the series? Is there one moment? I was going to ask you like, what stood out to you the most about this series? This is funny that you're. So, uh, so oh, that's crazy. I tried to take over the host. <laughs> right back at me. Um, I, honestly, that grant play where they call timeout with four and a half minutes to go and grant starts to head towards the bench and then realizes it's like no weight and goes and defends uh, Durant to not let him get a shot. I can't tell you how much I love that sequence because Celtics have a good game one against Durant. Everyone's like, Oh, you know, he's going to bust out. This is, this is just a fluke thing. And Grant showed up at that marathon press conference he had at the Auerbach center. And one of the things he said was like, we have to defend Kevin Durant straight up until he get in a cup to go get water. And it was like a funny line, but then he backed it up. And I felt like that was like a little, a little, if you had to distill the sequence, the, 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 the series down to a sequence, Grant Williams kind of being a jerk and following Katie. So he doesn't get off a, a, a little after the whistle jumper was a microcosm of the series where they hounded Durant at every turn. And it was clear. And they would, it's, I almost, I equated to, Whenever, whenever the, the Patriots would start struggle in the in the postseason, like every Boston fan knew, if you put pressure on Tom Brady, probably the easiest way to get to him and like make things interesting. And it was clear, Ime, with his intricate knowledge of the Nets, said, "We're just going to make Kevin Durant as uncomfortable as possible because and just let, never let him catch a rhythm, never let him get anything easy, and that will make things difficult for this series." And from the first minute of Game One to the final minute with Grant Williams following him all over the court and probably into the locker room, uh, they hounded Kevin Durant. And so uh, I just think that's really cool that they got complete buy-in on, on something that was a priority in this series. And they never relented on that, even on the night that Ky- uh, that uh, Kevin had it going as, about as much as possible. I don't know if that will translate to the next round. We'll get, we'll get to that eventually. I keep hating how much I want to look ahead, but um, to me, that was the, that was the coolest moment is in a series like, there was a lot of them. I mean, just the, the patience of Marcus on game one, Tatum going supernova and, and, and elevating to like a superstar with the, his two-way impact. But uh, I don't know. That Grant Williams sequence will will stick with me for a while. I think Grant Williams' play, I mean, I think that sequence like you described is perfect. I think his play in this series was the sneaky, like underrated development of this series. He could, you can make a case. They don't win game two without his end of first quarter yeah. offense to keep him in that. And you can make the case they don't win last night without what he did on both sides of the ball. Um, there's like a legitimate case before I'd get to, you know, like everybody was kind of good in moments. Like Al hit way more three pointers than I thought he would. Jalen was great in fourth quarters. I mean, Tatum was, was just phenomenal. Uh, you know, but, and, and even Tice had some Tice moments. Tice had good he, games. And he had bad games, but you know, like it, it, Grant, I did not expect, I did not expect the role players in this series to be as good as they were. I thought they would be good at home. And I think they would struggle on the road for Grant to do what he did uh, is real, really remarkable. And even Derek white, Derek white. Like I, I wanted to throw my remote four times last night. Cause he couldn't make a three when they were trying to put that game away. But I mean, his attacking and his the, making good things happen uh, were, were all positive and Peyton Pritchard had two great quarters. And I don't know, like the, this, this team is rolling right now and getting contributions from everybody. It is. It's absolutely wild to uh, Derek white was maybe the one like guy you could say, Oh, he had a tough series. But then you look at the stuff he did in other parts of the game. It's like, no, he had a, he had a bad shooting series, but he was still useful mm-hmm. out there for at least a couple of the games. And even when he had bad games, he made went away from him, which was perfect. <laughs> it was like, like, 
the I need to get some um some powerball numbers from Ime. like i just like <laughs> just like life advice right now because i mean we've we've talked about this leading up to this but to do it in the postseason and to push every single right button along the way from- with with Nia Long tweeting brooms and putting right. even more pressure <laughs> pressure on you uh is it is remarkable yeah like there was a point in the season and i'm sure you can go back on a Celtics talk or a winning plays pod and probably find it where I was like, you know, I just don't know what Emei's pushing pretty hard with these guys. Hasn't been able to get them out of bad habits. Like some of the rotation stuff back in the smart and shrewder days. I mean, it was fair to question him and be like, is he going to get this? And I was worried coming into the playoffs. Would he make adjustments quick enough? Would he be able to play the chess match? Dude ran circles around Steve Nash, who, you know, again, is probably just sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just kind of the, the, the coach in theory. There's your coach, Kyrie's being crazy and moody over here no, so management management Kyrie. man yeah so <laughs> he's now the front office guy too what a what a wild time. god bless my, all of our friends in the next speed who i mean that speed who have to deal with that um but yeah Ime has uh and and again i think Ime's cool calm confidence has finally rubbed off on this team whereas we didn't see it often in the, in the regular season but they never got rattled they never got like they never got sped up it was just felt like Oh, Tatum filed out. Well, we'll just find a way for Jalen to to make plays and get to the finish line of this game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good, 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 good on them for 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 everything we thought we knew about this team and more. Now is uh, is trending in the right direction. Can we spend a couple minutes on Kyrie? We can. I I'll just, let you. I'll let you lead that. Here, that. Here's, here's here's a just the. I just want everyone to have the appreciation of like the ride he took us on this series mm. from. He, from a, a media perspective, he's put about a year's worth of like gold quotes <laughs> into ten days. He went That's from it. even before the series went from saying, "Yeah, you know, let's let's put my highlights back up from those glory days at the TD Garden," and he tried to recreate it with his effort in the last three games of this series. Um, literally <laughs> disappearing before eyes, making countless mistakes and like half-assed maneuvers defensively um but just like just the lack of awareness from him is it, it's something special it's like i don't know if there, there's there, you're you're not gonna see someone like this with this type of you know obviously star appeal around the league right now just have this like on a day in day out basis and and I, if you're the brooklyn nets right now and you're trying to piece together okay how do we move forward right now like Kyrie has you boxed in a corner with his guy, Kevin Durant, who I think Durant now is officially probably has soiled his legacy long-term by hitching his wagon. And because now there's no way out. There's no way out for anyone involved. And I don't see how this ends badly in a, what looks like a pretty loaded East for the foreseeable future. I just don't think they, they get back here as, as Durant shows signs of like becoming human now. Yeah, I, and I don't have an answer there. I do think you add enough pieces around them and it probably solves a lot of, of what ails them. But um certainly like the crazy factor doesn't go away and Kyrie is still going to be uh saying and doing crazy things and suggesting he's the general manager of the team and um I mean even Durant I mean Durant's quote about how uh they're they're mad because they love them and one of the yeah, I, about that I, mean, one. <laughs> I mean all 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 the, the, the Nets quotes in this series were just absolutely bananas and uh in, in in trying to explain this thing I kept waiting for for Kyrie to have the moment where he just started guarding Tatum 
throughout the fourth quarter of last night's game. And then he hit like a late game three to pull it. Maybe that was when they pulled within one or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, is Kyrie really yeah. trying here? I mean, you always knew he was going to pull the rug at some point if it, because he didn't want to have to come back to Boston for game five. Um, but it felt like he went off script for, for a second there. He got it just um, close enough. He like, he wanted, you know, he had to, cause <laughs> he had his, he's not leaving this team. So we can't like completely true you know, bury it, but we don't, we don't want to make that extra trip. Do, do we rule out the fact of like Durant just somehow, Hey, look, you got to trade me. And then you're, you're but you're not going to say I, I requested it. It has to be on it. I mean, I don't think, I think it's just like a matter of time when we get there. It's not going to happen yet, but you can just see how you can parse this out right now where it's like, okay, Kyrie gets, the max extension they have Ben Simmons on the, like Ben Simmons trade value right now has to be like, like beyond negative. And, and how, how about have, Kyrie coming out in support of Ben Simmons? Oh my God. I mean, and, and I, again, I, I can't, I'm not in a locker room. I don't know the situation. I don't know the full dynamic. Um, I assume there are people in that locker room that are looking at Ben Simmons and his orange pants and thinking, what the hell? Um, I think they're all, all of us are, are aware of, you know, mental and physical and all that um, ailments, but um, it's got to be tough for some guys to look at him and be like, why aren't you out here in or this series? Kid. Who is leaking this stuff? It's like, it's hundred percent like the misman. Like I sympathize with Ben Simmons to a degree. If he, you know, you know, you're, you're trying to come back for the first time right. in a year and you, I, I believe the back stuff was legitimate recently for sure. But, but the leaks that like, I mean, a tale of two teams. Like, look how the Celtics handled yes. Rob Williams, and look how the Nets handled Ben. It wasn't, and I'm guessing it's not. Look how, you know, Rich Paul handled Ben Simmons. And just, I, I, I still can't get the end game for for Rich Paul with the but why they would leak all that information about him wanting to be back out there. I mean, unless they were certain that this was going to be a sweep, right? Like, they, or they want to set up him being hero and like, oh, Nets are down two to one, and here comes right, ben and he came back. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it, it defies, defies reason for the swings. And you always knew. And just like you said, I thought that was when, when I looked for, for like a, a perfect example of why I thought the Celtics were going to win and the Nets were going to lose this series. I say the injury management Celtics know full well all along that Rob Williams is going to be ready about the three week mark. And they just need to kind of test them out. And they knew it that at some point they would just sort of ease him back in and see how it goes. And everyone's on message. Everyone's on brand. Brad Stevens was not going to to tip that secret. Um, I saw him in the the hallway at TD Garden. He was going up to do our pregame show, and I said, uh, you know, as he was heading up, I said, uh, you know, this is a good time to do this because you're not going to get any tough questions. It's all sunshine and puppy dogs when you're up one zero and and all that. And then he he the only thing he had to evade was uh, the question on Rob. And I saw him coming back down, and he was getting off the elevator. I said, uh, no, you know, nice job dodging the one tough question, and he said. You won't hear me say anything about that. And I thought in the back of my mind, yeah, because Rob's coming back early and <laughs> you're watching how Clutch is handling this uh, other side of it with Steve Nash saying, I have no idea what's going to happen here. And, uh, and thinking, man, uh, one team that had was everybody was pulling on the same way. And then there was the Nets, which were just chaos. All right. Let's first hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. Um, they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments odds on these playoff series and even some of the next season's future throughout the NBA postseason. Baseball is also back. So you can check out the start of the major league baseball season and the full MLB odds on there on a nightly basis. So it's 
You can do it for that. You can check out live betting on all your Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Rob, we haven't touched on your guy yet. He's back. I guess a, a great two inconsequential games for him, I would mm-hmm. say, in his return. And so here's, here's my half-joking question for you now. How long does he come off the bench moving forward? No, he's back in for the for the start you're, of round. But you, two. you're going to break it up. You're going to break up the four. Yeah, now? <laughs> yeah. Come on. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't have you be serious there. I was I was really worried that you were you're all enticed. No, um, I, I, there's no good answer. You know what? You could actually convince me if they had an Aaron Baines type or something that maybe they were it would make sense to keep Rob on the bench and like yeah. to have a. But no, I even that I can't quite convince myself. Um, I don't know how they're going to scheme it defensively here. I think we'll see a lot of Grant. Like, is Grant the new Giannis stopper? Yeah, we're going to see all sorts of Grant. So, I mean, I guess you could you could make the case that if Rob, for whatever reason, isn't full Rob yet, but he's going to have five days or whatever here, four days, whatever it ends up being. Um, So, I just don't see a scenario where they don't go back to Rob in the Roman role. And um, but that's going to put a lot of stress on Al Horford on that back line to uh, to be sort of the the what he was against Giannis years ago. And again, he always had the luxury of Aaron Baines back there to, to club uh, Giannis when he got to the, to the, to, to, to the circle or whatever. So uh, very interested to see what he may does. Cause it's, a, it's not going to be, it's crazy to say it's not going to be as easy as defending Kevin Durant, but at least Durant, you could bully and make physical and hope that he missed shots. I'm not sure it's as easy with Giannis who is going to just be a steamroller going at the basket and you either need smart to get a billion charges or grant to do grant things at a very high level. Uh, and you need Al to be great and you need Rob to kind of, kind of shake that rust because yeah. Um, even when Tice was struggling, I was like, man, Rob isn't much better out there right now. And, he, and while he was the lob threat and he, you know, just wasn't just, you could tell he wasn't himself. You can tell yeah. very early when Rob isn't, isn't feeling it. And uh, hopefully some extra days of rest will, will get him closer to what we know. Well, it's, it's just, wow. I mean, you look at the, how the Warriors have handled Steph Curry. I mean, him coming off playing 37 minutes off the bench in game four. And so, yeah, I have like, I have no doubt, obviously, like once they win that series, like they make that switch. But it is one of those, like, just the Rob factor in a matchup like this. You know, Ime has done very well so far, but just being, like I said, having that recognition early, like, okay, does Rob have it yet? Or is this, like, this is not a Rob night? And making that pivot promptly, um, which he did well throughout the net series in all sorts of situations. And now, but obviously the cactus becomes a little bit tougher now with, or a lot tougher now with the Bucks likely waiting in a first round series. Who are the Bucks defenders that they can pick on? I think you start with Grayson Allen. I mean, mm-hmm. and what the, the, the artist formerly known as Wesley Matthews, who I think, <laughs> who I, who was a really good defender back in his day. And now yeah, it's for sure. just like, now it's different. someone who can clearly be exposed against the likes of Jalen and Tana. But yeah, to your point, I mean, the matchups in this series on both sides are going to be some really interesting choices mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks have been starting Portis for yep. Middleton, so they've gone like super big. And so, if they really do that, is. that like it's like okay. So, what's going to go on there? Like, how are they going to guard the Celtics? I assume you you put Drew Holiday on Tatum, and Ooh. you put Wes Matthews on 
Jalen on Jalen, and then what? You're gonna have like Bobby Portis guard smart. Like I don't know. So maybe they they maybe they make a switch there and throw Connaughton in the starting five before Middleton comes back. Um, but yeah, the dynamics there are interesting. And then yeah, on the flip side, it's like okay, who who's taking the main? I mean, everyone's gonna get Giannis at some point, but like how how they kind of map that out. Um, I mean, it, 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 so I guess in my head, I think Rob on Lopez and in the Roma role and hope Lopez stays in the corners and then, but that just puts so much stress on Al to, yeah. to be like the guy around the basket. And I don't know, maybe have Marcus cheating off somebody and, and always being there it's sort of the Embiid defense where, you know, it's always like a double quick double or something and trying to force the ball out of Giannis's hands. But the transition stuff is what's scary because if you don't get back and you're not making shots, you know how quick that can, can jump up. And I don't know if I have an answer to that. Whereas they would build the wall with, with Baines in the middle there or whatever. Uh, not quite as easy with the personnel that you got now, unless they plan to like roll out Luke Cornette for 15 minutes per <laughs> night. And, uh, but I, I don't suspect that's part of the, uh, part of the game plan. You look in Toronto. Uh, one chance. <laughs> he did. Um, Which it was do you, uh, because we, because you we opened with predictions. Uh, uh, how you feeling? Like we, I won't hold you to this one because we still got some time to figure out how the pieces are going to look and all that. But how you feeling about Celtics in the series? Yeah, I like the Celtics in the series. I liked them before the um, even before the first round. Um, I had them getting past the Bucks area. Now, having seen, having watched a bit of the Bucks here, mm-hmm. and now you, I mean, you throw the militant factor in, and they say sure. he's going to get reevaluated in two weeks which would fall on a week from Wednesday, which assuming is at least going to be two games in the series. And yep. I think that's best, best case. So I would oh, be shocked. Sure. So you would think if he's going to reevaluate two weeks, maybe, maybe at least out for three and four as well. And the Bucks this year, there's just, I mean, they're the defending champs, but the supporting cast just isn't as good and defensively they haven't been as good all year and so when you look at the level that the Celtics are at now offensively and you combine it with that I mean it's going to be a dogfight but I just think that the, there's enough matchups that's way in their favor at this point. yeah no I, and I'm, I'm with you I guess my fear is that I'm, I've always sort of thought like the Bucks, when necessary have a level to go up and yeah. part of that just might be Giannis. It's just like the Giannis effect. He just, okay, if he wants to win, it's really hard to stop. But yeah, I do agree. Not quite as daunting as maybe years past in terms of supporting cast, but still you just know Connaughton's going to make a billion threes and that Bobby Portis is going to start a fight with Marcus Smart at some point. <laughs> and like, uh, it, it, it's going to be a battle no matter what way. I'm more leery of this series and I've been more leery of the Bucks really. Uh, for the whole time. But I did say on our playoff preview, I thought Bucks and seven, that was before Ooh. Middleton got hurt. And yeah. that was before the Celtics steamrolled uh, through this series and got some inspired confidence. I'm probably swinging to the opposite side and thinking Celtics and seven now, but I think it all hinges on, do they come out with the same gotta win from the start? You know, if they take one and two in Boston, and this is an obvious statement, but I feel a lot better about this series if they jump while we're assured Middleton isn't out there. If they play with their food or if Giannis steals one here and then you got to go to Milwaukee and try to find one to get, you know, to, to, to hold, to, to sort of bring it back to two. Uh, I'm a little less bullish. So uh, they better come, come ready to play. And, you know, I guess I'm torn. Part of me says, do you want the Bucks to have to grind a little bit here? Or do you want them to just get to the finish line and, um, and, and turn this thing loose? Uh, I think Celtics fans are going to be a little conflicted watching watching Wednesday night's game. 
Yeah, it, it is a fair point is to, to, to take a little bit more out of them of the guys they have active right now. But if I'm the Celtics, I'm, I'm still reading. Like, I want that series to get started. I want yeah. Middleton to be out of the picture as long as possible. And and you just and you look at matchups now specifically too, like off the bench. Like you, you mentioned Connaughton and you know Grace now has been shooting the lights out. I feel like you know you think back to to 2019 or just past even past regular season matchups. It's like the, those guys like killed the Celtics in that series. The the George Hills of the world, et cetera. Like they would, oh, yeah. they would they would play their best minutes with Giannis off the floor. And I think. To Brad Stevens and the EMA's credit, I mean they've they've built a team now where it's like, no, you have counter to those guys right now. You're like mm-hmm. Pat Connaughton is not going to take off because because Derek White's around, yep. or Payne Pritchard will be you know able to handle Grayson now. Well, like, well, you're saying this after like Bruce Brown, three out of the four games was was dynamite, and then you know Seth Curry was pretty good. Uh, Dragic was probably their best player throughout the series which is which is crazy to say so i do think it all comes down to how much attention you're paying to the primary guys like the stuff that's loaded up on Kyrie and durant that means other guys are going to get shots and um you probably have to live with that and certainly in this series you'd much rather Connaughton and uh grayson allen be taking shots than Giannis. Uh, but i just think it's it's just more complex to put uh put the onus on those guys uh in this scenario and yet i say that but Celtics have always played the Bucks tough. It hasn't mattered who's been available, what it is. These games are always close, and it's, sometimes it's a Jason Tatum banked in three pointer. Uh, sometimes it doesn't tip your way, and so I expect this to be a very, a very, a, a, like a super fun series. And really, it should feel like the Eastern Conference Finals because no disrespect to Miami and and uh, Philadelphia, presumably, uh, but I just feel like the Celtics are are taking on the challenges now, and if they get through this one. Uh, it should be to the it should be to the NBA Finals. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Chris Forsberg on the record with his second round pick. Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven. And then Celtics um, and Celtics and four versus Philly. <laughs> oh, is, is it, are there, when? Oh, oh, I must talk. Right. Is the, yeah. the Raptors winning that series? It's it's kind of hilarious. Um, it's funny. I do feel bad, like because I, I I did like Doc, but like oh my god. It's almost like Claxton at the free throw line. <laughs> how how is it so how is it so impossible to win a closeout game for Doc Rivers? And uh, you know, good thing he got he had he, maybe he just wasted all his good closeout karma during the 2008 playoffs and the Celtics being able to finish those games out because uh, it definitely evaded him in 10 and 12 and now every other stop along his way. So um, I don't know, like. Can we explain that? Is it is it possible to put into words why this happens? No, it's it's. <laughs> I think it's, I think that's the best theory I've heard. It's just like he, made, it up. he made the deal, <laughs> made the deal with the the genie or whatever in two thousand eight. Said all right. he uh, he put he put all his karma into the ceiling at the Staples Center and mm. said, "I'm going to come get it if we make it to to the NBA Finals." And then he retrieved it, and now ever since then it is right. it has been missing. Now he's paying back debts. He's paying back debts. The interest rates are. <laughs> They're flying up and now they're, 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 they're killing, they're killing everyone right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be fun to watch to see how that drama ends up. You throw, and then you throw the James Harden factor into play there too, as another I mean, like playoff, like question mark. Maybe, maybe that's what we should have done. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't put all the onus on doc that yeah. there are some ex- other factors involved in the potential letdown here. But uh, yeah, who would have thought that after eight days, nine days of the playoffs, we'd be sitting here and, Everyone is most bullish on the Boston Celtics as the uh, as the the, the the beacon 
of, uh, of NBA excellence right now. Uh, so I certainly didn't think that in uh, January 7th, 2022. No, we have, we have the tape to prove it. Um, all right. Chris Forsberg, NBC Sports Boston. He'll be, he's been a very busy man and he will That's continue to be that. Celtics Talk podcast. You got Celtics Post up coming up this week. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, keep, just keep, keep hanging out, even though even though there won't be games, like there'll be no shortage of of content, and I'll try to say some crazy things, and I'll try to take victory laps when I can. Yes. That uh, Celtics in five was is maybe my best prediction ever. Yes, he'll be continuing. He has a whole week to go on that one. So, <laughs> Chris, thanks for hopping on. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, later this postseason run. And in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe to the Wing Place Pod. We'll be back with you guys later this week to take a closer look at this Buck series and figure out how the rest of the Eastern Conference picture ends up looking.